Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 21st. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to jump over into the book of Lamentations. Now before we start talking about Lamentations, I wanted to talk about the last part of the book of Jeremiah. It's really, really beautiful because it's going to give us the history of what's going on all throughout this time. Jeremiah was a prophet for about 40 years. He saw a lot of things and a lot of things happened in his time. Now, as we've been going throughout Jeremiah, we haven't talked a lot about the history of that 40 years. And the last part of the book of Jeremiah is going to be that history. It's going to teach us all about what's going to happen. And so if you enjoy history or if you've got extra time this week, it's definitely worth the read, especially if we want to get a better understanding of what happens with the scattering of Israel and the captivity of Babylon. That's a really important event to us in the church because we believe that it was the prophecy of that scattering which led Lehi and his family here to the Americas. I wish we had time to study it all and talk about it all. It's just way too much for us, though. So let's talk a little bit about the book of Lamentations. Now, remember, Lamentations is written by Jeremiah. There's a reason why Jeremiah has the title or the nickname as the weeping prophet, and it's because of what he talks about in Jeremiah and Lamentations, his warnings, his sadness for seeing the state of Jerusalem and trying to help them overcome it. It's interesting, lately in the past couple months, not to say I'm anywhere on the level of Jeremiah, but I've been feeling this a little bit. I've seen the wickedness of the world, and I've seen believers struggle with faith, and I have felt a deep mourning, knowing that people are struggling and knowing that they're going to struggle more without a closeness to God and without a faith in Him. So when Jeremiah laments, there's a part of me that understands in the smallest way how he must feel. An interesting thing about the book of Jeremiah is that both chapters one and chapter two begin with the word how. How could this have happened? The word how in Hebrew is echa, which is what the Jewish people still call this book because it's this idea of Jeremiah looking at the state of the world, looking at the wickedness of Jerusalem and just saying, how, how could this have happened? So let's jump right in. The very beginning of the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah is going to use a beautiful symbol to show what Israel was doing and where Israel was. Listen to what it says, starting in verse one, it says, how doth the city sit solitary that was full of people? How has she become a widow? She that was great among the nations and princess among providences, how is she become tributary? So let's pause there really quick and take a look at the symbolism. As we've seen a couple times throughout Isaiah and in Jeremiah, a common symbol for the Lord is to call Israel a woman or a wife or a bride, right? And Jehovah is the groom. So here it's saying Israel has become a widow. Now, I love this symbol. It's not a thousand percent accurate because Jehovah has not left Israel. Israel has left Jehovah. So it's a little bit different than the situation of being a widow. But what it's trying to say is Israel is now alone. 
There is no one to stand with her, no one to fight with her. There's no one to be by her side and to support her. And yes, it was her choice, but she is alone. Israel is alone. And Jeremiah is lamenting that. How has this happened? How has she become alone? She who was a princess among providences, how has she become a tributary? Meaning, how has she become enslaved to other nations? Listen to what else it says. She weepeth sore in the night, and her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she hath none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They are become her enemies. Now, what's really interesting here is, among all her lovers, she hath none to comfort her. It's interesting because we know that she was married right? But it doesn't say her husband here. It says among all her lovers, meaning she was an unfaithful wife. And how well does that describe Israel? Israel was unfaithful to the Lord. Israel placed other things above God. Israel created other gods above Jehovah. Israel, for lack of better word, cheated on God. And where are those people now? Where are the other gods that Israel has turned to? Where are the other things that Israel has put above Jehovah? They don't stand by Israel anymore. They are gone. They are fleeting. Now, it's interesting because in the Ten Commandments, we're told, thou shalt have no other god before our god, right? And oftentimes we think, okay, well, I shouldn't worship Allah or I shouldn't worship Buddha, right? We think of that way too literally and think, oh yeah, I shouldn't have another God before Heavenly Father. But my friends, anytime we put anything above our Father in heaven, we are placing a God above him. When we devote more of our time, talent, and energy to other things than we devote to God and his kingdom, we are placing other gods before him. Now, before we feel guilty, sometimes we have periods of our lives where we are just trying to keep our head above water. I think about my time in college and how hard it was to get good grades and to serve in the church and do all the different things. But are we doing our best to give the best of our time to God? If not, are we placing other gods above him? When we do that, it is so important to see in these verses that those things don't stand by us. Those things will not be with us. They will not support us. We learn that so powerfully in the Book of Mormon, in the Book of Alma. Remember, Korahor had been preaching to all the different people. He was this horrible antichrist. And when the people finally came around to see Korahor for who he was and came to fill truth for themselves, listen to what happens to Korahor. It says, and it came to pass that as he went forth among the people, yea, among the people who had separated themselves from the Nephites and called themselves Zoramites, being led by a man who was Zoram. And as he went forth among them, behold, he was run upon and trodden down even until he was dead. And thus we see the end of him who perverteth the ways of the Lord. And thus we see that the devil will not support his children at the last day, but doth speedily drag them down to hell. My friends, the temptations or the distractions that the adversary gets us to put before God are not things that will support us in the last day. The adversary will not support us in the last day. In fact, even worse, he enjoys our destruction. He enjoys the separation that we have between ourselves and God. In 3 Nephi chapter 9, verse 2, it says, The devil laughs and the angels rejoice when we fall. 
Elder Hales once told a story of being with President Kimball. He says, We were given a tour of the various sites of the area, including underground catacombs, burial grounds for people who had been persecuted by Christian zealots. As we came up the dark, narrow stairs of that place, President Kimball taught me an unforgettable lesson. He pulled my coattail and said, It has always troubled me what the adversary does using the name of our Savior. Then he said, Robert, the adversary can never have joy unless you and I sin. He rejoices in our sin. He rejoices in our destruction. He rejoices when we place his temptations or distractions above our God. And in the end, like the lovers of the widow or like Korahor, in the end, he is not there to support us. He is not there to help us. He laughs and he rejoices. Now compare that to Doctrine and Covenants section 121, where the Lord is talking about people who sin or who turn away from him. And he says, the heavens withdraw themselves and the spirit of the Lord is grieved. Yes, the adversary might laugh and rejoice in our failings or in our struggles, but the Lord grieves. He laments. He weeps because of his great love for us. His Hased. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.